Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, the Movies by Minute podcast that takes you to the volcano one typhoon-filled minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Jarf. I'm Carol Pinchevsky. Welcome back, Carol! Thank you. You are once again joining us from the exciting, lucrative world of freelance. Right? No, I'm just kidding. I I couldn't think that quickly for another adjective to mock it. I'm sorry. We have kidnapped you once again to talk about Joe versus the volcano. Woohoo! Specifically, today we're going to talk about minute 68 which starts with Patricia describing their preparations to face the typhoon, you know, just to start off with defending her. She has gotten ready, and uh, then there's some ominous lightning, some wind, and the minute ends with Joe checking on Dagmar in the engine room. Things go awry for the Tweedledee in minute 68. Things go awry. But before we go completely awry, I have a follow-up from Monday's episode. So we were talking about that transition between the end of the date and then the next morning. And I looked back at the screenplay and I have another little gem for us. Shall I share it? (laughs) I'm I'm so nervous. What what could it possibly be? (laughs) I'm very excited because Tierney wrote a Jarf is reading from the screenplay theme song. I'm just referring to that that little thing that you did. Right. (laughs) Okay, cool. Cool. Good, 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 good. You don't have to actually write Okay, so Patricia says, good night, I'll see you in the morning. I can steal from someone else. Jarf is reading from the screenplay. Jarf is reading from the screenplay. (laughs) Jarf is reading. Jarf is reading. Jarf is reading from the screenplay. Yeah! (laughs) We just need a symbol clap. (laughs) If you were intending for me to talk over while you sang that in the background, I think it would be kind of hard to understand. No, 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 I was just blatantly ripping off Andy Robinson's The Book is Different Than the Movie jingle from The Godfather Minute. <laughs> Shout out to The Godfather Minute slash copyright infringement of The Godfather Minute. <laughs> <laughs> or bingo, or we could be playing. <laughs> That's right. Podcast Mention bingo. another Movies by Minute podcast. I'm so sorry. Please proceed, Jarf. <laughs> okay, Jarf is reading from the screenplay. Interior, the Tweedledee. Sleeping berths, night. Joe enters, undresses to his new underwear, and climbs <laughs> his new underwear. That was a detail under- did I did we- not need. I, I'm the just new gonna- underwear. I remember the new underwear. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, his new underwear that he bought when yeah, he went on this shopping trip yeah, in New yeah. York. Right, uh-huh. okay. We saw him buy expensive underwear, but I did not think it needed to be specified in the screenplay <laughs> stage directions. <laughs> <laughs> And then he climbs into the berth. He remembers the light. He gets up, he turns it off, and he climbs back into the berth. It's dark. We see his face. He thinks for a moment, and then he goes to sleep, and he has a dream. Dream sequence. In utter darkness, we hear Joe describe his dream. So I fell asleep, and I had this dream. I dreamed I was a cowboy in the wilderness. I dreamed I was a cowboy, and I saved this girl. Everything goes black. There is a sound of wind. Joe's face suddenly lifts up out of the dream and into a close-up. Startled. He bangs his head. He has awakened from his dream. And then it pretty much picks up where we saw it, except for Joe then encounters Patricia in the morning, and he says, oh, it sounds a little bit rocky. And then enter Dagmar, and it's basically 
where they landed on film, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, and sweet. I, it's sort of foreshadowing the cowboy song that he sings uh, the later. The fact that it does not go into the lyrics of the cowboy song makes me have to hate it on principle. <laughs> the fact that it was, I dreamed it was a cowboy, and I, I just kept waiting to say, riding my horse on the Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's sweet that he sees himself as a hero. Or he dreams himself as a hero. Yeah, and, and he wants to rescue someone. Someone because that's much more heroic than just saving yourself. I kind of like that his dream is about, I dreamed I rescued a girl and uh, we're going to get there. But like, first we see that Patricia is not someone who feels she needs rescuing at all in this scene. Yeah. And and that's more on Friday. I know I keep jumping ahead. I'm so sorry, guys. I love this so much. But <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that actually does kind of inform how I'm watching Joe in this scene a little bit. Because there is a lot of, and it, it starts in this minute, of they all have something to do on this boat in this emergency. And Joe kind of doesn't. Which makes sense. He's the passenger. He's the guest. But you do kind of see him flailing a little bit for something that he can do to be helpful. Yes. Actually, I've had this volunteer at my fundraising events who is more trouble than they're worth. <laughs> than they're worth. Because they they can't just find a task and do it. They have to be up in your grill the entire time saying, is there something I can do? I feel bad. I'm not doing anything. You should feel bad because you're bothering me. <laughs> well, to quote aliens with Sigourney Weaver, is there something I can do? And Apone, Sergeant Apone says, I don't know. Is there something you can do? So that's kind of the answer. I am putting that in my back pocket for my next event. I'm going to get written <laughs> you up. You just made Jarf's day. <laughs> wow. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm spreading joy. Spreading joy <laughs> and alien quotes. <laughs> he just, Joe seemed so glad to be told like, yeah, you can tie that up. He's like, I'm contributing. And then when he's like, okay, what can I, you know, he's obviously been running around checking on things for her. And then she says, yeah, you can go see how Dagmar's doing. And like, he's like, yes. And he, there's just kind of a franticness at a wild eye looking around that I just always chalked up to, oh, we're now in the middle of the typhoon. But knowing about this dream where he dreamed he was the hero, it does kind of make a little sense that he's a little like, Oh God, I have to do something here. Right. This this but is I don't my big know what moment. To do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. That's that but that was his life before Graymore Graymore came into it. What what's the man's last name? What's yeah, uh, what, you're, you're last name? Yeah, you're Yeah. Graymore. But that was his life before Graymore came into it. Yeah. Well, he was originally a firefighter and then entered the doldrums in which we meet him in this movie. The doldrums of Staten Island. Uh. From the doldrums of Staten Island to the doldrums of the South Pacific, I think. <laughs> no, this is where his life is is turning. It's becoming an adventure. It is becoming an adventure of my nightmares. So <laughs> I actually didn't think of it until rewatching these minutes for today. I don't know if my nightmares about standing at the bottom of a giant wave that then crashes on top of me ever happened before I saw this movie and this shot for the first time. And don't get me wrong, I freaking love the drama of the musical cue and the wind, 
<laughs> but uh, from second 16 to 21 is basically exactly like my worst fear come to life. Which really? is ironic that I do surfing and love the ocean and want, would sail around the world in a heartbeat. But there's something about just this wall of wave that is like, oh, my stomach hurts. Right. But um, I'd like to ratchet back to earlier on in the minute. The first thing we, we hear is ominous thunder. But is that ominous thunder or is it the engine starting? We hear the engine and thunder. Okay, so it's both. Yes. Yes, because okay. there is the the regular noise of the or regular the rhythmic noise of the engine, mm-hmm. and we get that little thunder lightning. And I think if you watch Patricia's face as she looks up at this, it kind of gives away the game that she is not as cool as she has been playing and continues to when she's like, you know, Joe, I think you're gonna, you know, like there's a bravado (laughs) to it that she completely, I mean, she's got his back to him and her face is just like, oh, we are in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) The other, the problem I have with this minute is the line that Joe gives beforehand, which is what exactly is a typhoon? Like, (laughs) like that is dumb. I think that most people no, it's a bad thing. They might not understand the the workings, the you know the the physics of a typhoon, but they know it's bad. And it's not just dumb; it is so dumb that it is tweedle dumb. <laughs> so really, I was gonna well actually you that him adding the what exactly is a typhoon made it not dumb, but I see where you're going with that, and I'm just gonna sit back and say brava. <laughs> Well, okay, I do know a bit about typhoons because I did the research. (laughs) And also, would you believe that 1990 was a nasty year for typhoons? Huh. Yeah, if you look on Wikipedia, 1990 Pacific typhoon season has its own page. Wow. That's so weird. Life imitates art. Yeah. Um, The worst of the typhoons was called Typhoon Flow with a maximum wind of 140 miles per hour. And the fatalities in 1990 due to typhoons were 1,608 people. Oh my God. That I'm making a lot of jokes about typhoons this week, and they are nasty things. And they tend to devastate areas that really were already having a rough time of it. Absolutely. And that was 1990, and it's worse now because we haven't done anything about global warming, even though we knew for decades. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, 100% in agreement. So I did some research. Uh, A typhoon is a tropical cyclone. A cyclone is a water-based tornado. And as for uh, the real definition of a typhoon, which I found at something called the Puerto Galera Yacht Club.org, it is an intense area of low atmospheric pressure. Like all low-pressure weather systems observed north of the equator, the air rotates around the center of the area of low pressure in an anti-clockwise direction. The most more intense the area of low pressure, and the higher the wind speeds near the center. No, the higher the wind speeds near the center. If a typhoon is a low weather, low-pressure weather system with sustained winds, its speeds could be up to 105 kilometers per hour i don't know what that means kilometers per hour miles per hour that's not good (laughs) yeah whatever it is it's not i do like that there is this whole like there's no wind that like before the storm starts like when you can feel it coming Mm -hmm. oh and then like this dramatic musical cue with the wind (laughs) picking up i mean literally someone just turned a fan onto meg ryan (laughs) and it is 
glorious. <laughs> it was perfectly timed. I bet they had to it's do that a bunch so of times to get it right. Good. It's so good. I love it so much. I, I like the drama. I also like that I was thinking about this. I don't think we get this very much from Meg Ryan. I was trying to think about her other roles and like, when do you get a hero shot that turns into a dramatic wind whipping moment <laughs> for Meg Ryan? I mean, don't get me wrong. I've loved her in other movies, but she doesn't usually get this much action. Well, she has. There was a movie where she played a character who got the Medal of Honor, the first woman to win the Medal of Honor. Uh, so oh, she did. Oh, God, in fact, that does sound vaguely familiar. Hold on. It wasn't, it wasn't proof of life. Hold on. It was, uh, now I've got to go find it. Oh, I think it was called, yeah, Courage Under Fire, 1996. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 1996. Yes, I do remember that. I don't think I ever saw saw that oh um although it's becoming clear this week that i have not seen many movies obviously (laughs) (laughs) well ironically for someone who does pop culture podcasts (laughs) it's a good movie but i i have other meg ryan movies to recommend one in particular if we are if can can we detour if detour for meg ryan yes please (laughs) no or we could just continue with this minute and leave it to the end no, the listeners need to hear your Meg Ryan recommendation. <laughs> my okay, um, uh, my favorite reg- Meg Ryan movie is called Flesh and Bone. Have either of you heard it? No, I have not seen that Reg Mayan movie. <laughs> That's just mean, dearie. That's just mean. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> what what movie? What did you say? No, Tierney? I I said Reg Mayan. Oh God, yeah. Which is harder to say when you're thinking about it. For the record, Meg, Meg Ryan. Yes, my, my favorite of her movies is called Flesh and Bone. It is so mean. It is such such a mean movie. I mean, there is not so much as a, a ray of light in this entire film. The genre, I guess, would be called Southern Gothic. Meg's character, you know how Meg does these light, fluffy rom-coms? The entire movie, she's got a black eye. I mean, Ooh. she she tries to she tries to be perky, but it just fails because her life is such a misery. <laughs> so, I mean, there isn't she doesn't even try to get perky. I mean, she she almost tries at one point, like no, and she just says hell with that. Um, I would consider it kind of an emotional horror movie mm. because because the ending. Uh, and I, I wrote this earlier, the ending isn't perfect, yet perfect for the characters. Um, it's about the consequences of a multiple murder that took place many years in the past, and it's how it's impacting on characters in the present. And it stars Dennis Quaid, who I think was either her husband at the time or was about to become Around her husband. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, they were pro- I think they were married at the time. And it stars James Kahn and Gwyneth Paltrow in one of her first roles. Oh! <gasps> And wow. That's amazing. And, and she steals just about every scene as this just really contemptuous, contemptible B word. <laughs> what kind of language can I use? What kind of language can I you use? You can here? use that she word. She is such a bitch. Oh my God, but she's amazing. She's just, she's also mean like all of these other characters. And Meg Ryan's trying to keep her life together. And Dennis Quaid is just so, he's just folded in on himself. That's how hurt he is by life. And he's the son of James Kahn, who's kind of a sociopath. No, not kind of. He's a real sociopath. And Gwyneth Paltrow is his very young girlfriend. So these characters are traveling around together, you know, ah. the age appropriate Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid, and then James Caan with the age inappropriate Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and wow. uh, how it's how the consequences of this murder just kind of play out. And it is so, so bitter. 
what a good movie. It just kind of lingered with me. And if you look at the reviews, the reviews are just kind of mediocre. And I, I don't know why. This is a movie that's just haunted me for years. So I really, really recommend it. And I think that Meg Ryan, who was already known for being a rom-com star, Sleepless in Seattle came out just a few months before this movie. So she was already a solid rom-com star, bankable and wanted by everybody. But she did this movie. She's not playing against her type. She's just a really versatile actress. And I wish more people recognize this. Amen. Yeah. So it's called Flesh and Bone. 1993 and really two big thumbs up for it but it's not a happy film and it's not going to give you you know happy <laughs> kind thoughts when you walk out of the movie you're going to walk out of that theater thinking oh my god what did I, what did i, I just see <laughs> i usually avoid movies like that but then you're describing the cast and the characters are playing i'm just like but i want to see that mm -hmm, mm. <laughs> Yeah, it sure I doesn't sound like so a fairy good. tale, but it does sound fantastic. No. It's it's one of my favorite films of the '90s. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's just the fact that nobody has heard of it or seen it is just a crying shame. While Carol was educating us all, the boat was tossing around on the water. That's all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sounds like someone needs to start a movies by minute podcast. Oh, that sounds like non-paying work. <laughs> <laughs> It Nailed is. it. <laughs> <laughs> See, it I, 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 I like getting paid for work. <laughs> I could be playing a video game, and I love video games. <laughs> <laughs> so um, where, where were we when we just left? Uh, the uh, the there was lightning. There were waves. The ship is tossing about. The crew is in their Gordon seafood raincoats. Oh, right. <laughs> See, these guys always remind me of... I can't believe I'm going to do this. Get out your bingo cards. The opening of the Care Bears movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which was also a very influential film in my early life. <laughs> um, and remarkably, a movie I have not seen. <laughs> oh, but in the beginning, they are in, they are steering a ship. They are escaping in a storm. And they have little slickers. And the slickers have holes cut out so you can see their symbols on their tummies. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I can't help thinking about it when I see, especially it's the two of them on the wheel. So it's exactly the same setup as... Why didn't they just paint the symbols on their slickers? I don't know. Oh well, God. because the it isn't... It isn't just a tattoo. Oh, yeah, it, they can they can, the Care Bear they can shoot sort of a ray from their belly, right? Yeah. When so they do I, their Care Bear magic stuff. Did they do it at stuff? that point? They must have, yeah. Because it's the two older ones. It's before, it, it, it's the, you know what? We don't have time to explain this. Wow. I will put a photo up on our Facebook group. Yes, and, uh, please do. Because enough. I just Googled it and it's adorable. <laughs> Maybe Instagram too. I'm feeling social, although Facebook owns them as well. But it's anyway, speaking of bad situations, haha. -ha. See, I'm zinging Mark Zuckerberg too. I'm not just mean to our guests. <laughs> <laughs> we see Patricia Colin Mayday on the radio. Uh huh. But wait, before before she does that, water splashed onto the deck mm -hmm. and the boom is loosened. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. I thought that's great. because we, we see it going back and forth. Yeah, because we saw him tie it in the previous minute and it becomes important in the next minute. So I love that little little connective tissue. Yeah, just 
Just keep in mind, the boom is important. (laughs) And the other thing that it's something that I've done my entire post-film school life. Every time I see a stuntman doing a stunt, I just kind of cheer inside and think, oh, stuntman gets paid! Woohoo! Yay! Yes. Stuntman makes their rent! Woohoo! Stuntmen so, have character names in this movie. St- stuntmen have character names and, and they pay their rent. Oh my god, that's like the best. So it's a big day. That, that, that makes me very happy. Every time I see stunt work, I just... I'm very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, it gets stuntier. (laughs) That's not a word. (laughs) Yeah. And Mike and Tony, they're stunt veterans. So if you look at them on IMDb, it's like years and years of all stunt work. Wow. So they were the perfect people to get Mm -hmm. splashed by a a, a wave like that. Goodness. Good for them. So um, Patricia calls for May Day. Yeah, I think it's the second time where you actually hear saying saying Mayday, Mayday, and that's when she hits the radio. And <laughs> I love everything about that. But <laughs> I actually did a little bit of research into the origins of Mayday. Really? Do you think that our listeners' brains are full from the typhoon knowledge, or should I drop a little Mayday knowledge? No, on? no, hit me. Hit me. Okay. <laughs> I want I want all the Mayday knowledge. <laughs> awesome. Mayday got its start as an international distress call in 1923. It was the idea of Frederick Mockford, a senior radio officer at Croydon Airport in London. And the idea for Mayday was it sounded like the French word Madeir. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Sorry. But That's that translates not quite into a swear word. It translates into help me, and it was something that he would have been familiar with hearing because most of the traffic was between Croydon and and Paris. You don't know what I would have given for it to come out of the French word, I can swear in other languages, merde. <laughs> Mayor Day. That's really where I thought this was going, and I got so excited. Oh and now goodness. I am so disappointed, even though that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. First you say it, then you do it. Anyway. Um. <laughs> the only other note that I have is that technically Patricia isn't giving the Mayday properly because you are supposed to say it three times in a row to distinguish it from. Because a lot of times you're going to be calling it in and the audio is going to be terrible because it's you're going to be in a typhoon. And so it's a proper Mayday call is Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. And then you say the name of the station you're addressing, Coast Guard. And then your aircraft or sea craft call sign and type and the nature of emergency, so on. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I did not know that. Woohoo. That's how you do a Mayday. I like it. I like people who do research. And I know another person on this podcast did research because I started to do it. And then you said you'd already looked it up. So I stopped <laughs> and I closed that Google window. So I really hope someone can tell me where supposedly this boat is. Well, I can kind of maybe almost give you an approximate idea of where this boat is. Perfect. Definitely (laughs) near the Caroline Islands, which is kind of close to the Hawaiian island chain, because when my husband and I put in the latitude and longitude, we came up with nothing. (laughs) A whole lot of nothing in the Pacific. And then... That is the Pacific. (laughs) Right, right. But the only thing that had a name was Hawaii. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we looked around Hawaii, like, okay. And, um, but the Caroline Islands near Hawaii, they, they have, um, one very special reason that, that they're famous. The Caroline Islands is where you officially see the sunrise before anyone else. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So they will probably see the sunrise before anyone else if they ever see the sun. Who knows if they will survive? <laughs> Whoa! Carol, do you have the latitude and longitude in case our listeners want to play along? Oh, no. I thought. <laughs> Oh, I was hoping you'd had it. I think it's, well, it's certainly 150, 150 degrees, 18 minutes. Goodness, let me check my history. Chrome history. Boat, boat, boat. 10 degrees, 8 minutes south. Latitude. or 150 degrees, 18 minutes west. That's what I just got. Mm -hmm, Sorry, mm -hmm. folks, the music is very dramatic and the wave sound effects are still going. There's a lot happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Oh, I don't see it in my search history. It's okay. Tierney got it. It was a team effort. Yay. Yes. <laughs> like saving this boat. <laughs> like saving this boat. Like being in this podcast. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, she only ever says "mayday" twice. She does it both times. Yeah, I was trying Which to I be love gen- that She does say it multiple. If she just said "mayday," I would be like, "Oh, whatever." But they they had her say it twice, but didn't go for the three. That's weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I was trying to be generous and think, oh, there could have, they could have just cut in in mm-hmm. the middle of her saying it. But then, as you just she said, Tierney, again. then <laughs> she does it another time and she, she's sort of semi off screen, but you can hear her only say mayday, mayday. Yeah, I have, yeah. A, I have a theory. Maybe the writer, John Patrick Shanley, maybe he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't do as much research as you, Jar. Did they have Wikipedia in 1990? They did they not have, did no, not at all. It was a whole different world. Yeah, with the like microfiche and whatnot. No, no, there was there was <laughs> dial up and I think Usenet was around. I'm pretty sure 90 was the year I got online. I would like to recommend for our listeners that if they pause on second 58 of minute 68 of the movie Joe versus the Volcano, Tom Hanks is just making the best yelling face. <laughs> like he's clearly, he is terrified, but it's also so funny. <laughs> he says, what should I do? This is when he goes to Dagmar. Like he whips around the corner and he opens his mouth to shout and it's just, it's just frozen on that. And it looks real silly. <laughs> but, but before that, Patricia says... He says, what should I do? And she says, don't go on deck. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> and I love her, like, almost hitting him as she says it, but not quite, like, just flailing his direction, like, no, don't do things. <laughs> to which I say, she said, don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. <laughs> and yet, Joe never listens. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He he does. She tells him to go check on Dagmar. That's oh. what he's doing at the end of this minute. Right. Okay, you're right. So he only listens some of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good advice. Don't go on deck I during agree. a typhoon. I agree. I agree. Words to hashtag Wednesday wisdom. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Oh, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and if people want to get why we're being uh, so mysterious, they'll have to tune in again on Friday. They will have to tune in on Friday. When we see that Patricia is a uh, do as I say, not as I do person. <laughs> right, right. So I have one more special treat. Did is it chocolate? Either, no, it's not chocolate. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you have any more notes for minute 68? 
I'm contented. I have nothing. Okay. Well, as we said, this is a team effort doing this podcast, and that includes you listeners. So having you share things in our Facebook group and and share your thoughts on Twitter, it really fuels us and keeps us going and keeps us excited about doing the show. So I was very excited because I saw that we have a five-star review in iTunes. And I just wanted to, if I may, uh, share what they wrote. So this is from Tim Blevins. And he says, this show's minute-by-minute dissection of Joe versus the Volcano has given me a whole new way of looking at it. There's a lot going on in this movie, and the hosts truly have an emotional attachment to it, while also allowing for some thematic critiques. Definitely following it through to the end. So thank you so much for that review, Tim. And we would love it, listeners, if you would review us in iTunes or or share your thoughts on social media, because we love to hear them. That was a really kind review. Right? Nifty. I love everybody so much. (laughs) (laughs) Should I just drop the Sally Field speech here? (laughs) No. No. More Sally Field. (laughs) Always better than less Sally Field. (laughs) I was going to say... Let's edit that in, and then, of course, we won't edit that in, which mm-hmm. that that's like the free space on podcast. <laughs> so we've got a lot of excitement ahead of us for Friday's episode. It's going to be minute 69. I- mm-hmm. <laughs> right. so, is that you stopping yourself from saying nice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am a mature adult. Yes. (laughs) We believe you. (laughs) I am not telling passengers on my ship that everything is fine and then looking up into the sky because clearly everything is not fine. Definitely. 100%. And the next time you see me, I am literally yelling for help. (laughs) Everything is going to be fine. Narrator, it wasn't fine. Uh, Now I know what my next screenplay is going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Snarky narrations. (laughs) Funnily enough, there is narration in the Care Bears movie, too, just to bring it full circle. (laughs) And now you need to do the Care Bears minute. (laughs) With Kathleen Mocklin. It has actually been suggested. (laughs) Is it cool? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's geeky cool. And that's the best kind of cool. Yes. It is the best kind. All right. (laughs) Well, Tierney is going to go into pre-production for her Care Bears movie minute. (laughs) And we will be back, as promised, on Friday to wrap up our week with Carol. So the storm is getting really nasty. Where to now, Tierney? Away from the things of man. As quickly as possible, please. Now I don't know. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.